Hello, my name is Erica Shea and you are tuned into Slay where each week you and I turn our attention inward and reflect on ideas intended to help move you into a state of inspiration and empower you to take decisive, proactive action toward achieving your goals and reaching your highest potential. Today, we are discussing the importance of taking time to ask questions questions and seek clarity as the act of doing so plays a key role in helping you protect your peace and stay in your power. If you desire to reduce feelings of stress, anxiety, to improve your decision-making ability and the quality of relationships with yourself and others, then this episode is for you. Let's get into it. According to a recent study done by the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, communication problems are the number one reason for divorce in the United States. You, I'm surely could have guessed that on your own, but they cite that about 67.5% of all divorces fail due to a breakdown of communication. And by breakdown of communication just means that there's a failure to exchange information. It is something that I want to highlight because it's just one relationship, but we know that it's not isolated to just romantic relationships. Like we get that measure from that stat, but we have relationships with our coworkers, within our families, with everyone, right? And so there are these opportunities for these breakdowns in communication. And there's this idea too that I don't know if you'll agree with or not, but it states that there's no such thing as relationship problems, only personal problems that are reflected in a relationship. If you were to take a moment to just reflect and look back on your life, past, present, but reflect back on a situation where there was a clear breakdown in communication, what comes to mind for you? Who do you see more specifically as the clear offender Is this something that has been a repeat occurrence in your life? Do you see a pattern at all? The reason I ask is because more often than not, it is easier for us to see the errors in others, but not so much ourselves. So I'm wondering if the person in your recollection was the cause of the breakdown to you in your mind rather than yourself. Again, if I go back to what I stated earlier There's no such thing as relationship problems, only personal problems that are reflected in a relationship. If we don't learn to listen and solve problems within ourselves, we take those same problems into each and every relationship within our lives. As a serial monogamous since forever, as someone who's been married and divorced, as someone with kids, as someone who has lost her fair share of friends, I can think back to just a million and one moments, honestly, like that, and could find a reason to pin blame on others outside of myself with ease, honestly, for each and every one of those occurrences. I can tell you what someone did to make me choose to shut down, to go off, to stop opening up, and just pull back because it was always a conscious choice. I consciously separated myself from my peace in those moments in order to hold on to these icky feelings of whatever was causing just emotional turbulence within me to demonstrate a point to them, to that person that I was feeling away and it would be wise for them to do something about it. I had this idea that if someone cared for me, 
they wouldn't make me feel crappy. That's just not something that they would do. They would want to know how I'm feeling. They would want to know what's going on internally for me. They would want to try to understand. They would, they would just know me so well that they would know what's okay and what isn't. Well, that's, first of all, it's just so unfair, but if you remember back, I think it was like episode six, we talked about that that moment that I had with the Rumi quote, which is, you know, what you seek is seeking you. I'm telling you, it was the ultimate turning point for me. And it's when I truly realized that I needed to take personal accountability and responsibility and ownership for everything that I want, especially since I could and I can't. So what do I mean by that? If I want to feel peaceful why am I allowing myself to be separated from my peace, which is an emotion that I can choose to tap into, but I allow myself to be separated from it just by thinking about something someone said or didn't say or did or didn't do, essentially making them the holders and the keepers of my peace until I decided that I was going to take it back or felt that their actions allowed them back into my life which allowed my peace to come back into my orbit. Just sad to think about it. Honestly, it's just sad to even talk about it that way, but I I'm serious. It, it led me to get curious and ask questions. It led me to flip everything back on myself. Anytime I felt I wasn't getting what I wanted out of an exchange, it led me to start manipulating literally in my mind, my perspective and how I viewed my life and situations rather than focusing my attention on my increasing sadness, frustration, pain, you name it, all of those feelings that were super real in my body. I found the emotions transform into just cues. Like they became these prompts that would direct my attention from myself and what I was feeling that could be super overwhelming and debilitating and all consuming. It, it cued me to direct my attention outward and to start pulling information from the person outside of me that I was talking to. So literally any statement that would run through me in some negative or unfavorable way, it became a point of exploration for me. I'm like, okay, I need to know about that. I wanted to understand better what was going on. And I felt compelled to understand why it caused the reaction that it did, especially when knowing that I don't keep people in my life that don't deserve to be in my life. So that means knowing the person's heart, I was better able to zoom out from the moment and allow myself to see how it's not necessarily their intention to be malicious. And it it enabled me to give them the benefit of the doubt that their delivery, it just wasn't the best because they're in the thick of their emotions right now as well, right? And they're allowed to be. It enabled me to create mental space for them and space for my fury or my sadness or my emotions, whatever I was feeling. And by space for it, I mean space from me as well. I didn't necessarily have to hold on to that anymore because I had zoomed out and I had created that space. The first phase of change when I started doing this was just me being able to listen more, to not immediately interject or defend myself 
whenever someone said something that really rubbed, but to listen and to see if the answer behind my frustration or my grief or my pain, it would be revealed by the conclusion of them talking. Sometimes it would. Sometimes, more often than not, it wouldn't. But that's also because so many of us are lacking in communication skills. And it's scary and hard and uncomfortable being vulnerable, especially when the person on the receiving end hasn't demonstrated that they know how to respond to you healthily. You don't necessarily feel safe if you've had more negative interactions and exchanges than not. So I had to advance my efforts to understand why the words of someone I care about, why those words were causing the internal responses that they were causing, which led me to asking more questions rather than just being a bitch and asking like questions that I wasn't really going to listen to the answer to. Like I actually asked questions that gave me more context and more data. Now, Remember, I had created mental space, so there was separation from this person and the words that they said. So when I would ask the question, it truly was to examine their words and not to find something in their words to attack them, which is just super important to note. They were not the words that they said, so I was able to create that space with them. Okay, moving on. So for example, someone, if they were to say, you know, I need someone who's just adventurous rather than take that personal and start to question whether someone's calling me boring. I could say something like, when you say you need someone who is adventurous, what do you mean exactly? Like, do you need someone who loves to travel and wakes up ready to jump on a jet? Someone who, you know, just likes to try new things, someone who is spontaneous what does adventurous mean to you? So I just make sure that I'm on the same page and I understand what happened in doing that repeatedly was just beyond, beyond, beyond helpful, especially since it started out entirely self-serving. The curiosity though, that I had to better understand myself, it gave me the added bonus of better understanding them the act of trying to figure out why I felt the way I did with certain words used by certain people, it led me to listen more actively to everything that was being said to me and how it was being said, which increased my level of engagement, which then increased the level of openness from the person that I was drawing these insights from. We just felt closer. It increased our emotional connection, uh, our level of intimacy. My relationship with Austin has been the best evidence of that. Protecting your peace is about choosing what you are going to engage in. What are you going to give yourself to? And if you're going to engage in something and you're going to give yourself to something You need to run it through a fucking test and see if it's worth it. Like you don't just give someone a job without making sure that they are worthy of it. They are able to handle it. They have some of the necessary skills to be successful. It's the same thing when it comes to giving up your peace is what I'm about to let myself succumb to these 
not so great emotions. Are they justified? Am I justified in giving up my peace and choosing this feeling without asking more questions and doing my due diligence? Where are you experiencing breakdowns in your life? Like, where do you feel vulnerable? The point in all of that information and that that backstory is to encourage you to get curious, to ask questions and note that it's not only what we do, but what we don't do that we are accountable for. So when I think about that quote that we opened up with when it comes to divorce and that rate and you know, just thinking about how oftentimes like we think it's the other person, how they just were a shitty communicator, this, that, and the other. What about you? Did you facilitate a healthy exchange? Like, did you do the best that you could do? Anytime that we point a finger, we have three pointing back at us. Everything of value comes at a cost, meaning some form of effort is going to be involved. Are you relying on others to give you what you need or are you taking ownership? The point of today's talk is to help you notice and encourage you to be mindful of where your mind wanders when you're not paying attention. Is it going somewhere that serves you? Those thoughts that it starts to run through, yes or no? Is it an issue that is yours to own or did you assume it from someone? Can you let it go, yes or no? Are you spiraling off of assumption or fact? Is this reality that you are allowing to steal your joy or is it imagination, yes or no? Is someone attacking you personally, or are you taking something that someone is saying personally? Yes or no. Could this situation be clarified by asking more questions? Yes or no. Can I put myself in this person's shoes right now? Get over myself, but put myself in this person's shoes right now. Yes or no. Doing that is going to help you create so much more peace for yourself because you start to have more grace for others and it allows you to better understand how to interact with these individuals who all have their own unique ways of communicating. Asking questions is the best way to help you protect your peace because you know what's for you, you know what's not, you know what is worth your energy and what is not, and you're able to just kind of run run things through a test. It's your test, but it gives you some extra layers of protection, those questions, before you make yourself vulnerable and you expose yourself to something that's going to take you a decent amount of time to recover from. So it's just food for thought today. That's all it is. Know that fulfillment depends on your clarity and you can always gain that. It's yours for the taking always. You just have to be willing to ask the questions and you're not getting the answers that you're looking for. You're not getting the right answers. You got to ask better questions. So listen to yourself. Notice what's going on in your body. 
pay attention and use that feedback as a prompt to get curious, to take a step back, to not jump on somebody, but ask questions. Is this personal? Is this for me or is this theirs? Is there something that I need to do here? Is there something that I have missed? Gather all of the insight needed in order to help you feel confident in those moments. That way you can stay in your power. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this content and you are not already following on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please be sure to do so. Until next time, you guys, continue to show up for yourself in a major way.